Welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe Archive. It's time for your friendly neighbourhood proud dad, Dominic Holland. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome once more to Edinburgh. If it was August, it was the arts capital of the world. It's not quite August, the fringe is on its way, people are planning, but also this is a chance for us to look forward by looking back at some of the great shows that have been on the various stages, back rooms, cupboards, buses, whatever, at the Edinburgh Festival. Nearly two decades of coverage from myself, Hugh and Spence and the team at the Edinburgh Fringe podcast show over a thousand interviews, just one today. And it is from Dominic Holland. He made his name at the Fringe countless times and parlayed that into a wonderful career. His first time up in Edinburgh in 1993, two years after he started doing stand-up comedy, he won the Perrier Best Newcomer Award. A few years after that, he was nominated for the full Perrier but as you can see from the fact that I said nominated, didn't get that. Still an impressive notch on the comedy microphone stand. He's made TV appearances, he's a regular on the circuit, lots of after-dinner speaking, noted author, and anointed by Bob Monkhouse as Britain's funniest not-yet-famous comedian. He's a stand-up who's had many, many highs, and like every stand-up, every performer, there are lows in there as well. He's also a father, four times over, and in 2017, he brought his show Eclipsed to the free fringe. The eclipsed in question was his son, actor Tom Holland. How was Dominic's journey to where he is today? Well, then, today, 2017, six years ago. How did his whole family deal with Tom's acting career and uh, that little role in the small superhero franchise from Marvel as Spider-Man? How much of a protective father to a really talented son was Dominic? How did they all cope? It's, it's a different viewpoint on a classic story of rising from humble roots to a hero, literally to a hero with jokes. So let's go back to the fringe, back to the voodoo rooms, back to the free fringe to find out the delight of being eclipsed. And remember, the show's over. Don't try and get tickets. But the book that's the companion to this show that is available in all good bookshops and Amazon. So you can kind of get a ticket after a younger me speaks to a younger Dominic Holland. Joining me now on the show, we have Dominic Holland. Welcome to the show, Thank Dominic. Thank you very much indeed, uh, Ewan. Reminiscing about the SM58 microphone there just beforehand. You know what? It's nice to hold one of these things. It's a workhorse. There aren't, there, aren't any, there aren't enough of them around. Well, that's because there's radios now and stuff. Yeah, I like the little radio mics and little, little Madonna mics that go around here. The SM58 microphone, I the only this. thing that the cockroaches will have to work with. When I'm holding this, I know I'm at work. This isn't you know I mean? work. No, this is work. Oh, well, a whole lot of people uh, might be listening. Uh, no, no, this is work. This is work, my, my, my dear wife. This is quite definitely... How did we both manage to end up doing this for a living? Yeah, aren't we lucky, though? Yes. We could be doing lots of other things, Ewan. You know, I've seen my kids grow up because I'm at home all day. And that's one of the biggest advantages of being a stand-up comic. Because I'm at home in the day. 
So I've got four kids, and I've seen every single match they've ever played. I've got mates who work in the city, and they've earned more than I have. Maybe got bigger houses, but you know what? I've been much luckier than them. I can remember many, many years ago sitting up upstairs in the studio and just having the show, oh, you need to come down now! And it was the first step. It's just like, and it's like 11 o'clock in the afternoon. It's just like, yeah, seminal moment, mate. Yep. Seminal moment. I had that four times. Although my memory is creaking and so bad, I can't recall all of them. But uh, no, no, I'm I, sitting I in there a, somewhere. I love being a stand up comic. And that's why I'm back in Edinburgh, you know, because. Yeah, what did bring you back? You've been away for a couple of years. A long time, a, a decade, I'm afraid. In our passing years, Decades, that's a couple of years. (laughs) Not so long. Not that long, no. no. Edinburgh's been so kind to me, but it's always been an ordeal. I've won awards, I've had glittering reviews, I've sold out shows, but you know what? It was always something which I got through rather than enjoyed. And I think that was like like a rite of passage? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it was always just such a a scrutiny. The scrutiny and and the the, the shop window was so big and searching and, and difficult. Even though I had great runs, I always... Never breath, never, never took, a, took a breath here. And it was all about the show and doing well and trying to get the punters in. And so I sort of ran away from Edinburgh. I thought, I've done it, I've been discovered, I've had my break. And um, I never imagined coming back because I thought it was, you know, I just thought it was a stressful thing to do. Comics will tell you it's a stressful thing to do. And, and this year I've come, I've got a great story to tell, a great narrative, a great show to do. It's eclipsed. Eclipsed, yeah. And it's a lovely story I'm, I'm enjoying sharing. And I thought I'd be terrified, but I'm not. And that's a good sign. Um, so did the show choose Edinburgh rather than you choose Edinburgh? That's a good question. An interesting question. I think a little bit of both. Um, a little bit of uh, serendipity because what's happened to my son has been so extraordinary. Um, Tom is the actor who plays Spider-Man in the new Spider-Man films, and that's been going on for a long time. It's 21 years for that to happen. And it's a great sort of um, you know, a summation of his life in Edinburgh this year because the movie's out. So everything's kind of all the, all the sort of um, ducks have lined up for me because I've got my head around the idea of doing Edinburgh again, and they've coincided. So I feel like it's a real nice piece of serendipity that, that those things are here together. And you know what? Um, it feels to me, using a golf analogy, because we're in Scotland, it's teed up, you know, and all I've got to do is get the punters in and then rock the room. I mean, you've been through fame, as it were. Well, you know, <laughs> as, it, as it were. Not fame like my son, but certainly. No, yeah, no, no, everything's and, and relative, everything's I'm, relative. I'm trying to tee my question up, Dominic. <laughs> Let me have a go at it, OK? <laughs> you, you have had the fame, you have had the awards, you have had recognition, you have yes. your peers go, Yes. you know what you're doing. Yes. But Tom, and let, sure. let, let's just get the names going here. Yeah, Tom, Tom is doing quite a big thing, and it's on a slightly bigger level. Yes. Now Tom's in a, is in Montreal today with Daisy Ridley making a movie called Chaos Walking, which is a massive Lionsgate film, and I'm doing the Free Fringe. That's you know that's my hook. <laughs> that's a funny gig, right? And, yeah. And I'm loving the fact that I'm here, and I'm, lo- I'm loving the fact that he's there. Um, no, his 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 plinth is is always going to be bigger than mine. But what I say to I don't say this in my show, but what I've said in interviews is if Eddie Izzard has a son and that son goes on to become Spider-Man, then Eddie Izzard can write a show called Eclipsed. <laughs> because Spider-Man, in terms of, you know, the show business, you know, pantheon is as big as it gets. And he's only 21. He's a little fellow. He's an ordinary kid from an ordinary school, which I think augments my story because he didn't go to Eton. He isn't a posh kid. He went to an ordinary school. How? Let me talk father to father now. Yeah. You know how much pressure he's 
going to be put under sure. for the rest of his life. Well, yeah, maybe and not the rest of his life, but certainly now for the next decade, he's, yeah. he's in it. Yeah. Remember, decades, that's quite a bit for us in the <laughs> city. Hey, call back. Whoa, 101. <laughs> hey, but then we're right in there. But you know that it's going to be even more stressful for him. You know it's going to be, you know it's yes. going to be rewarding, but how do you feel as a parent? Yes. Let's, let's put the fringe and stuff, stuff yeah. aside and everything. Knowing even just a little bit of what's coming up for him. You know, you're very prescient, and I think that's because you are a dad as well and a good journalist, but that's one of the biggest worries for Nicky and I because all of the joy he's having, there is a downside, and that downside is the lack of, of norm, normality and the lack of privacy. Okay, so, you know, he's, you know we're being doorstep now in, in London a little bit, and um, he's been recognised Just on the by train. virtue of being his parents. Yeah, and, and on the train into London the other day was a little awkward. You know, people are getting to see him, and then they're getting their phones out, taking photographs of him, uploading it to the, to the web, and, and then that can create a problem. So, you know, and this is the start of it, right? But he's a very measured boy, and he's, 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 um, he's kind of understanding of, of the ownership that his character, people feel... To, towards his character and um but we're just going to manage it as we go through it we're a very close family he phones every day when he's away and um you know but i am certainly worried well i'm certainly mindful anyway of the downside of that kind of level of scrutiny um you know who he goes out with who he likes who he doesn't like you know mm-hmm. you know people are very forceful when they see him they they just need to touch him and own him and take a photograph of him and and have a photograph taken with him, and then that creates other people who want a photograph taken with him. So all of those things um, become awkward for Tom because they are normal, but for the people who are seeing him, it's just a photograph, mm-hmm. right? But for him, it's, a, it's all the time. And this is a bit where I try to do the grit in the oyster question because are you not adding to that by doing this show? Oh, well, gosh. Um, I, hadn't thought, I hadn't thought of that at all. Um, the idea that I could impinge on him because because he's so enormous it, I, I just haven't even factored that in this show is you know 120 seater in edinburgh in august so it doesn't occur to me that it could even be um uh y- y- you know comparable um so but if it did that's a good question if it did and it impacted adversely i'd be off the stage immediately and, and in fact i said to tom before i published the book Hey, Tom, you need to read this, and you've got complete carte blanche. You can kibosh it now. This is the book Eclipse, which book is on Eclipse, sale now. Which is very different from the show. Yeah. The book Eclipse But it, it's still that father-son it media is. It's, 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 sort it's, of it's, triangle. It's, it's the juxtaposition of a very famous son and a very um, demand, uh, um, determined and talented stand-up who's had some highs and had some lows. And, uh, so so you, you present a bit the, the final draft to him. Yeah, present the final draft to Tom. I say, this is what it is, Tom. He'd read the blog and was very happy with the blog, which is what it was originally. And uh, I, I gave him carte blanche. I said, Tommy, you can kibosh this, because it was very important to me that we had everyone on the side. And he read it, took it away for the weekend, and he was cock-a-hoop. He said, Dad, it's wonderful, because he remembered all those things that I'd, I'd chronicled. Mm-hmm. You know, we were in Thailand for six months making this movie called The Impossible, which was a seminal moment for our family, because we all remember being out there, but we'd forgotten the, the nuance, the intricacies. So all that's been chronicled for Tom, and he feels very grateful that he's got that. So he signed off on the book, and he came to see the show in Abingdon, in Lon- uh, just outside London, last week before he went to Montreal. And luckily, it was the best preview of the whole lot. It was packed room. I nailed the gig. Tom was cock-a-hoop again, and you know, gave me a big cuddle afterwards because he was proud of his old man. Because everyone asked me, he must be proud of Tom. 
But it's also very the corollary mm. of you know his son is my son. I suppose it's me. the other way around because standard interview questions one hundred and one. Yeah, uh, I can't use one hundred and one. Herring's stalling that one. Um, standard interview questions uh, book one hundred and two yeah. is always. Do you let your parents watch you do the show when you, when I speak yes. to the up and coming? Yes. So it's the other way around now. It's like, do you let your kids watch the show? Yeah, Tom had seen me a couple of years ago um, in a nice little theatre, and I did a very good set, and he was very happy. But seeing this show because it's called Eclipsed was a really it was a bit of a hurdle. Even though I was confident, I'm bright enough to understand the, the, the balance and the nuance and get the tone correct. It's not a sh- it's not a boastful show. This is not a aren't I a clever dad? Here's my clever son. This is a sort of how did this happen? Well, I'll tell you, and it's an extraordinary journey, and it's comic and it's funny and I'm deprecatory, um, but even so, having Tom there was was absolutely key. Was it a harder show to do? You know what? There was such a great crowd. Abingdon FC, if you're listening, guys, they were fantastic, and I had a, such a good show. It was so affirming for me. It kind of validated everything I've done over the last X years to write this show. Because it's been a while in conception, right? I mean, I started writing the blog in 2011. So it's been a long time coming through the, through the mangle. So, it's, so this show is pretty re- rarefied and refined. And it's a good 55 minutes of laugh out loud stand-up. Obviously, be careful with your answer to this one. But do you still have moments that you knew would not be in the show, that wouldn't be in the book, that weren't in the book because they were family, they were specialists. Like, no, this is the sort. This is my sort of panic room. This is the memories that I keep. Sure. Do you have those? Uh, I do have those, but w- what I would say is I, w- I would easily be able to sum up what those are, and it's I've, I'm very um, bashful on saying my son is bloody talented, okay? Because he clearly is, but I don't like saying it. I don't like staying on stage. Because there might be people in the audience who've got kids who aren't doing so well. might be people in the audience whose kids are you know, having a tough time. And I don't want to be standing, hey, look at me. You know, so I take the line, um, he's eclipsed me, and, you know, I sort of have faux disenchantment with that, which is completely faux. I'm cock-a-hoot with what's happened to Tom. But I'm very mindful about being boastful. And so that, so I'm, I, I reserve my pride. Um, or it's, it's oblique, if you like. It's through the book, but it's not, aren't I a clever father? But you, know. you have that. You're, you're, I'm all parents have that. I'm bursting. And I'm also, you know what? How British, how reserved. I'm not going to show you just how happy <laughs> I am. But I am so happy. But you know what? Harry, my son, is with Tom in Japan. They go, he goes to, they go to Japan today to promote Spider-Man. And Harry does little videos, little video diaries of Tom. And I'm as proud of, of Harry as I am of Tom, right? I, I would never want my kids to ever feel, gosh, because what Tom's done, Dad now only looks to Tom. That would be a very poor parenting. And that isn't forced. You know, I genuinely am as proud of all my boys as I am of Tom. What have the other boys done? Uh, Harry, is, Harry and Sam are 18, and then there's Paddy, who's at the end. He's 12. So there's four brothers, and they're pretty fraternal. They get on with each other. They're not, belt, they're not lumps out of each other as well. And they don't defer to Tom. When he comes home, he's Tom. And if he's being a dick, we tell him. You know, and that's key, you know, because he he's surrounded by acolytes. People who don't want to get sacked, and that's dangerous, right? Because you can't sack yeah. me, I'm his old man. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that. And I can just hear my dad now the, the, yeah. the, in the sort of, I just want my son and my daughter, and for me, my two daughters, to do something better than I managed. But well, at the same time, you come, come roll, I can still clip your ear. But that's one of the rites of passage, and I say that in a show. You want your kids to do better than you, but did you expect it to be in the same business and when the kid was 10? Because that's my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us uh, when the show is on. 
the, the show fringe. is at the Voodoo. That was, a, that was such a stumber. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. Go. <laughs> the show is at the Voodoo Rooms. It's at the Ballroom. It's at 4:40 every day, uh, but not the eighth and ninth. But the whole run, apart from the eighth, it's and ninth. on the free fringe as well. The free so fringe, you can get in for free, but you pay to get out. You got to pay to get out. Yeah, in that one, but not through the windows with the wet slingy <laughs> thing because that. If it doesn't sell out, you're over tempted to say, Tom, can you just tweet it? <laughs> Look, my dad needs a hand and get it out to everybody. Do you know what? Because Tom came the other night and he so enjoyed it. He said, Dad, because, you know, had it been a smelly show, had he not enjoyed the show, it would be so awkward and, and, and difficult for, for me to try and be up here selling this gig. The book is out as well. You've got the blog. Out. I'm assuming all the details are online on the website. They're on domhollandbooks.com. Lovely. We'll have links back on our website and a link straight back in to edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com, which will give you all the booking information and venue details. Thank you very much, Ian, for having me along. Like, Dominic, good for you. Good well, man. Thank you, sir. One dad to another. You did good. Thank you very much. Dominic Hollander recorded in 2017. Six years later, Dominic is still going strong with the gigs, the afternooners speaking. He's finishing the edit on his second book of Dominic Holland Takes on Life. Eclipsed is now available as an audiobook as well uh, as being out there to buy and read. And he continues to gig across the country. More details on all of that, links, etc, 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 at Dominic Holland. .co.uk and of course those links are also back at our website edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com Well that's another week from the archives, thanks very much for listening, if you'd link, like, love share, subscribe, follow, all of that stuff on your social medias and if you'd like to give us a star rating and complete that Fringe experience then just look a little bit further down where you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, all the others, you can leave your star rating um, you can even write a review as well. And if you are going to do that, at least make it read like a five star. For now, I'm still you and Spence. I'll be back here next week. Maybe your ears will join me. ta for now. Edinburgh Fringe. You've been listening to the Edinburgh Fringe Show, hosted by you and Spence. Produced by The Podcast Corner. Listen to more from The Fringe at edinburghfringe.thepodcastcorner.com. Edinburgh Fringe.